happened. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another retake and another episode of Off the Top Rope Podcast. As we found out through this whole Anchor platform, we can only have five people per session. So we try to we try to get away with six. They caught us. They kicked one person out. That was so messed up. Thank you, Anchor, by the way. We appreciate that. If you want to do the thing that we just have to go through, hey, www.anchor.com. Hey, hey, fuck you, okay? <laughs> just saying. <laughs> You can go on Google Play or iTunes or download <laughs> oh, We got we got young blood in the building. That's, that's him over there. <laughs> Uncle Pat's background. I'm eating somewhere in the cut. And Carew stuck out there in Brooklyn in hibernation mode. What's going on? Wolfpack for life, baby. No, Grizzly Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Today's episode, we're going to talk about last night's Monday Night Raw. And we got to go all the way from the top. So, as the show begins, we get a recap of what happened. Building last night. The winners and all that, and how everything went down. And the opening segment of the night, and Becky Lynch comes down to the ring. She brings um, the money in the very briefcase that belongs to Oscar. Asks her to come out. And now that she can't fight anymore in the, in the match last night, with Asher for championship. So Oscar officially wins. Now says that, well, you're going to go be a warrior. I'm going to go home and be a mother. And now since her pregnancy, B. Plus. You know, going too, too deep into that. Yeah, congrats. Seth. As we're going to see from Seth later on, mm, I think that's going to be an effect on him. Plus, that's going to be a title. Backstage, after the commercial break, we have Ray Mysterio, the Street Brothers, Natalia, all of them from the locker room coming out. New addition to life and welcome her to motherhood. The first match of the night was Bobby Lashley versus Humberto Carrillo in a no DQ match. Within a 12 minute bout, Bobby Lashley gets the win before submission using the full Nelson headlock. Solid build for Lashley as of right now. New rivalry for him and Humberto Carrillo. Not totally sure, but I guess I'll cover some filler matches in TV time. And Humberto Carrillo, having, they haven't had TV time, got the TV time, I guess he kind of needed for the last few so let's see this kind of grow. But he needs to have a more of an edge to his character. I guess time will tell. And I guess I got to be a little bit more patient with this baby face because there's been a lot of call ups and very little bit of movements to do besides only the heel, not the baby faces. So I'm going to go over Nick on that one. 12 minute battle. I'll give this a solid three stars. It was a solid match. Solid. That's what I got to say. Since young boy wants to go ahead and shoot down our sponsor, that's our plan. <laughs> he can go now since you already put this up. <laughs> Anchor, you will never silence me. Um, <laughs> this this match was a good opener. You know, I think I said it was go around. I think I said I gave this what two point five stars, something like that. 
But uh, I'm going to just shorten what I said so we can just move on. Bobby Lashley showed dominance. Humberto got TV time, so they both got what they wanted. He, he just got his ass whooped. I'm still kind of like on the thin line about how I should feel about Humberto. I mean, even when there were crowds, I didn't know how to feel about him, you know? Like the theme song, but that's about it. But, you know, other than that, I don't know how to feel about him. You know, so I'm going to wait on him. But Bobby Lashley, hopefully, if you're going to press this reset button, do it right this time. Shit. And please put Lana away. I'm, I'm done. Well, I'm done with her. Dump Lana and hire. What I say, Karugo. Damn, what the fuck did I say about this shit again? I got re, re- get my gather my thoughts. Oh, that's sh- that's oh, your God. fault. <laughs> yeah, I said it was a uh, okay. It was a C match. Uh, typical Bobby Lashley dominance. Um, not the match that I expected after, not the opening match that I expect after Becky's big announcement, but they pushing Bobby Lashley, so we'll see what happens next. I get that match on C. Okay, Fats. I'm giving this bitch a fucking shoot plus. <laughs> uh, I like the, the aggression from, from Bobby Lashley. I like Humberto's uh, style and charisma. And uh, hopefully the WWE does see uh, potential in uh, Umberto doesn't label him as a heavyweight uh, Leo Ruff. Uh, yeah, so I give it a C plus. Dukes, yeah, one two point five. Um, it's good to see the old Lashley, the Lashley that. I remember from um, Impact Wrestling when he was when he was the dominant force. That's the last year I missed. And if this last year keeps up, this he should be in the um, main event, the main event picture. And that's all I can say on that. Well, moving forward from that. Mm-hmm. And moving forward from that, we get a video promo from the Street Profits. They cut their promo on the Viking Raiders, proving that they that they can't beat them in basketball. I mean, that they can't beat them in, in, uh, in basketball since they can't apparently do anything better than what the hell that they can do. Boom Shaka Walker, in 1994, NBA Jams, and Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo back then. <laughs> While the, the Viking Raiders are questioning their basketball challenge and instead of using the basketball, they're so used to. They're so used to swords and horns. What is the foul? Ivar asses, the other one. Oh, God. Deep plus. Move forward. Going into commercial. Come back from commercial. Charlie interviews Austin, responding in Japanese on uh, her surprise for Becky Lynch in winning the title. And Kyrie saying her friend joins in and joins the celebration in Japanese. Which, well, which, well, so which was to see. We don't know what's going to happen with Oscar's title run right now. Let's just hope that they can build up from there. Um, then afterwards, we get the recap of the last minute standing match between Randy Orton and Edge of WrestleMania. Then the third match of the card, Angel Garza versus Akira Tozawa that happened during the commercial break. So we came back from commercial break. We was in the middle of a match. Nonetheless, it was three minutes. Angel Garza wins. Akira Tozawa gets squashed. Watch he actually wins on Wednesday during this whole interim cruiserweight tournament as Necro, I mean, as um, Youngblood was predicted and still say, and <laughs> just the way that they're booking them sucks. 
One star, but I gave it two shits in the toilet seat flush. After the match was over, Angel Gaza and Austin Theory, how who's been mouthing ball at at each other throughout the course of the match, they started. They, I mean, they're, they're trying to pick it for a fight till so Lena Vega and uh, Andrade get involved. Then we see the World Heavyweight Champion Drew McIntyre come out to the ring. He arrives, comes to the ring, and he plain one case both of these guys. Boom! So they knocked out, and then you have to. And apparently, Imperial Challenge from one person to another. So the, the United States champion versus the world heavyweight champion. So now there's two shits in the fucking toy seat flush. I don't know what the hell they're doing, but finally we've seen the crack between this whole Mexico's 2.0 bullshit. About fucking time. Austin needs to go off on his own. Angel still needs to be a heel. He can still be riding on dry his coattails. Unless they're going to try to bring up the top tier factor and separate Selena from Andrade, and then they go to a separate way. But if he's trying to get a fucking push, and as Vince said, he needs to speak more proper English, I think that's what he's going to have to do. So he got to suck in his pride right about now. Nonetheless, I got nothing else to say about it. Two shits and a toy she flush. I gave my opinion on it. I'm not going to tire on it because it just needed to be making a tire because of how it's built. Your blood go. I ain't gonna say anything different I've been saying about the Zao match for the past weeks. So negative five stars for me. I got nothing. As far as the cracks is concerned in the uh the Mexico's two Clearly, there's no chicken salad out of this chicken shit. What chicken shit will remain chicken shit? Clearly, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> this, 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 this stable. It was one of those case scenarios where it looked good on paper. That's it. But yeah, that's all I gotta say. Oh, it's my turn. Sure. Yeah, it's one of y'all's turn. I'm done saying. Oh, um, um, well, um, I'm just gonna say, um, fuck this shit. Um, yeah, Listen, my only thing is this y'all know where I stand with Drew McIntyre, where he came out as a fighting champion. And I and I hope that he keeps that up. I hope that he just brings the the heat. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the words from the Street Prophet. I hope he brings the smoke to everybody and anybody that he chooses. I think it's a I think it's time that we have a whole new look on what WWE champion is supposed to look like, and and it's supposed to act and be like. Yeah. Um. To me, I just think that Andrade has a little bit more ways to to find himself, regardless of whether he has a manager or not. I think he has a lot of potential um, to really kind of catapult his 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 own his own self um, if he just sticks to it. Um, other than that, I give the match a solid B um, because the length of it and then just the the, the the charisma of the match, the performance of the match, the speed of the match, um, and just the outcome overall. Like it was just high intensity overall. Um, that's just where I stand. Who else happened? All right. 
I'll I'll say is this. I'm giving this two shits of a Taurusy flush. Thank you. Fuck. Because like I sat there and said that that last retake, I'm tired of seeing Drew McIntyre go against the Mexico 2.0. Hey, whoa. Wait, I'm tired of seeing... Wait, wait, hold on. How did we jump to the fourth match if I was only went out and just talked about the third match? Oh, the third match? Yeah. Oh, my bad. That was when I went to go get a couple oh. of <laughs> <laughs> how, I'm gonna say, how did y'all oh, jump match the fourth match? Like, what happened? <laughs> what was the third no, match? No, you... Yeah, I was talking about the, the third match. The third match. The third match was um... uh, it's probably because, you know, both segments had the Mexicos involved. So I ended with the Mexicos talking about the Tazawa match. Oh, y'all spend lots of what he was paying. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. But, all right. So, yeah. before, all right, so wait a minute. So, before we jump into it, let me just go to the four backs real quick. Adana uh, versus Drew McIntyre, 15 minutes. Drew McIntyre wins, of course, with the Claymore kick. Um, 15 minutes, three or five stars. Drew McIntyre looked good. It was a filler match. But after the match was over, he cussed from in the ring, talking to Brandon Brand uh, Invitational. The SmackDown roster, and next week he's gonna be facing King Corbin. He thanked him for finding something up to the plate, and he has a king size Claymore waiting for his ass. So, Brandon Brand split, or it's gonna be combined to that because of viewership problems and all the stuff that's happening between the two networks right now. Obviously, because they ain't no top stars right now. And then the last thing we talked about the whole Roman Reigns going going to Hollywood, but we'll talk about that way later on down the line. Um, that could happen. The branch fit is going to start happening. Welcome back to 2010, the Raw Super Show. Boom, I'm done. Go. Well, this match, uh, I guess uh, it, it do what it do. I mean, it's, it's because I've seen them wrestle before, you know, and I know I wanted this match, but I felt like when I received it, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know if it's because before, you know, Seth Rollins got involved with Drew, it, I don't know if it's the the week after week ass whipping that Drew been giving the Mexico, you know what I'm saying? Two. You know? So, um, it's like, hmm, whatever the hell they tried to do, it didn't, it didn't help me. It didn't, it, you know, so it's like if Andrade was it by himself, help, man. If, if, he, if he was by himself and this stable didn't happen, you know, and he was just the United States champion, you know, solo act with just Zelina, and then have this match, and the circumstances were a lot different, bigger shits under that motherfucker, man, fine. Other than that, I give this a one star because it's like as good as it was. I wasn't feeling it. Uh, and it, plus, on top of that, it was just brushing off a bullshit match and an argument between the three, you know, and Drew just come out and say, hey, mate, let's fight. And then all of a sudden, there they go. So it's like, you know, so. Karu. <laughs> uh, the only the funny the only thing I enjoyed was when they was when the Mexicans were sitting together and they put they threw what's the name to the fire to get the claymore kick. That shit had me rolling. I forgot who it was. Yeah, yeah they threw him and they said he just laughing like, here you go, take the snicker out. But <laughs> that that was funny. But to go back to everybody's segment, um, I'm tired of seeing 
uh, drew against the Mexicos. And I'm just curious, what are we doing with the United States champion? Like, are we just keeping a belt so that way him and Charlotte can look cool together with their belts? Oh, yeah. The Golden Shovel version too? Yeah, that's what it looks like because we're talking about stripping Sami Zayn who's doing something right, but then we suspend him for taking drugs and he still keep his title. Hmm. I mean, so some... I mean, so Wait, what kind of- no, Andrade didn't say they too. No, I was saying they sus- they suspended Andrade for taking drugs. Oh yeah, but never took the. Yeah, you're right but about I'm that. But I'm saying they, we we about to strip Sami Zayn, yeah. all because he doesn't want to wrestle, and that's just God given right. So where's that? What, what kind of drugs was he taking though? That's the question. He was. Uh, I um, forgot what did he what did he test positive for? Something banned. Some banned substance, I guess. So maybe like a muscle yeah. relaxer, yeah, or maybe like something like that. So mm-hmm. it could be any pill form or any type of like injection or something. But I want, but so I would, but I want, but I won't say no injection. I would definitely say something like pill related. He should have been stripped of the United States Championship, but no, he kept the belt. He got the golden shovel because he's dating Charlotte Slayer. He's engaged. Oh my! I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. He's engaged. Oh, that's even better. He's even engaged. I'm waiting for her announcement. Yeah. Where's her announcement coming out? Not right now. <laughs> Next week. Not right now. She probably got to pick the tip. Next week. <sighs> Dukes, you got the floor. Like I said, I'm giving this two shits of a toysy flush. I'm sorry. Like, it's it's just I want to see someone new against Drew McIntyre. I'm sorry. I'm tired of seeing all his Mexicos in the front, Mexicos and Zelina Vega. Next, you know, here, here you see Drew McIntyre's music. One, two, three, Claymore kick. One, two, three, Claymore kick. Johnny versus Drew. Drew wins. It's not a rivalry. Like me, like the last take. I consider it see a rivalry when it's someone else winning and someone else losing. It, it has to it has to even it out. Like you got wins on both sides, not just wins on on one side out of the mall. This is trash, man. Trash. I don't know what they doing to Drew, but man. Okay, can I just say something? A quick sidebar. I'm sitting here rolling up, and there's a parade going on right now because you know this whole COVID shit. This girl just got out of the car with slides on, and her feet look like she got on, like she ain't never put lotion on in five years. That's mm. that's how that, that's how that mad pants for you. <laughs> yep. Oh my. God. Nonetheless, move forward. I'm sorry. I'm- I'm sorry, man. I had to get that out of my system. Nah, I feel you I on got, that. I got side that side. smells like mad pain to me. Um, <laughs> got a fat ass. Oh, damn. Whoa, 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 whoa. Debbie, Debbie oh, sounds like blew her avenue right by now. So, so are we still on the uh, the the uh, Andrade and, and Drew McIntyre? We moved on. We, yeah, we're on that. Yeah, now officially. Okay. So my thing is, like I said, that match. 
like I said, like I I give that match a a solid B, just for the simple fact that I like I like what they bring to the ring, the chemistry that they have. It's what's needed right now. You know, there's no sense of having these C C or below level matches. It's got to be, you know, being up. You, you got to bring something to the table other than just these these empty promos. So I'm 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 okay with them fighting each other, but how they get into it is where it gets kind of questions like, what the fuck is WWE really doing? Are you trying to keep the company or are you trying to lose it and start over? Because it's like, if you don't, if you don't straighten up, everybody's going to be shipped the fuck out. And before you know it, you know, our childhood's going to be gone. And I don't, I don't like the feeling of that, you know? So that's why I stand. I give the match to me. All right. And then go to the commercial break and come back from commercial. And we get backstage, we get MVP talking to Bobby Lashley. He's impressed by his win and still feels like he's been holding back, letting SmackDown stars come in to face the WWE champion, but not him. He's being trapped into a revolving door. So he's like, yo, take, yo, take heed of my word, man. I'll take you under my wing. He walks away, he runs into his wife, Lana. <laughs> size, size, you know, he basically does, does a little side swipe of her husband, her client, and he's about to take him under his wing and make him a star. Or give him to where the fuck he needs to go. About fucking time they actually trying to switch this role now because the whole Lana thing was not working. She should never resign either. Once Rusev wasn't resigned, she should just say, yo, I'm walking with my husband. Boom. But she did. Now she signed five years, so she's stuck there. So now she's going to be just lost in traditional too. So collecting all that money. Ha ha. Be minus for that. Following segment afterwards, we have the moment of bliss. We have the we have the women's tag team champions, Alessa Bliss and Nikki Cross come down the ring. Congrats, Becky, on her pregnancy. And shout out to all the moms with the belated moms day that happened on Sunday. Until the return of the iconics. Make the return to WWE. Iconics. Oh my god. Uh, Billy K and what's the other one's name? Uh Peyton Royce. Peyton Royce. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They made did. They made their return to WWE. They cut their own promo on them. And has words for it. And has words for the oh has words for the tag team champions and challenges them to a match. And apparently we're more about to get that match. The fifth match of the car was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Iconics. The Iconics win on their return with the six minutes. He's a double team finish. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a match. They needed that win because they've been gone for a long ass fucking time. And I hate seeing Nikki Bust and Nikki Cross. They should have broke that shit up a long fucking time ago. As I've been preaching about, like this thing just don't look right to me. And then it's still gonna be like you have the whole SmackDown hockey could be exposing these two for the breakup. Boom. So I can already see the seeds being planted in that one too, but nonetheless, I'm not totally sure about that. But the iconics, <laughs> I missed to say that. Oh shit! I remember the little skit that they did went on their brow on the little sweeper shit. <laughs> Talk about this time that we played cricket. <laughs> Two stars. Oh, because the iconics, all the iconics made a comeback. They needed the win. And I'm guessing we could be seeing the women's tag team championships now be on the line with these two. 
a more formidable tag team, I'm guessing. But they've been gone for a minute, so they need to work there. So they need to get back up to speed and shit because a lot of times when you're not in the ring and you're doing other shit, sometimes you get that ring rush. So I want to put that in. Uh, so I want to put all that um, on their hands. Young blood, you got the floor. So once when moment of bliss happened, I was like, "Well, time for moment of piss," because I went to the bathroom. <laughs> And then when I came back, I happened to see the Iconics having a match with the tag champions. So I didn't see the return during the moment of bliss because I was having a moment of piss. So I came back <laughs> after my moment of piss. And then I see this match. I'm like, wait. I thought they were supposed to be repackaged. All these false rumors and allegations I've been hearing for months. And I came back... Then I was like, maybe I should have stayed a little bit longer and probably just had a moment of shit because I felt like I just got shitted on with this bullshit-ass return. Shit. But nonetheless, but nonetheless, you know, even though, you know, some would say that they needed the victory, sure, fine, cool. But my thing is this, even though that they're a formidable tag team, I agree with that. But when they were tag champions, they didn't defend the fucking belts. So if they happen to win the championships, no, they won't be the first women tag team to be the first two-time women's tag team champion. You know, but if they happen to win the championships, they defend them. That's all I got to say about that. So, honestly, I give this one stuff. All right, Kuru. So, I was excited for the return. Of course, of, of course you was. Of the Iconics. <laughs> I don't know why. I just like that cheesy-ass <laughs> superhero shit. So, I was excited. Um, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Billy Payton? I forgot who. Peyton Voice is married to... Sean Spears, right? Yes. I think so, yeah. And Billy Kay. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. every time I look at Billy Kay, and I'm not trying to degrade women, but I'm just like, man, she looked like a dude. And she sounds like a dude. Like, and I know before, like somebody, like a writer, dragged her on Twitter, and Twitter went after that dude. So I'm not trying to be that dude. So let me just pause on that comment. But overall, yep. it goes back to, and I think Fax was saying this last week. We beat the tag team champions. We get a tag team title match. And then now the Iconics are the two-time uh, <laughs> tag team champions. And my thing is that they need to build that division. Like, put, like make some teams. Like, the women wrestlers who are not in the women's title, put them bitches together and make a team. Like, Nia Jackson to beat her. Like, we, no, no yes. we've seen that already. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We seen that already. We but seen that shit already. Mm-hmm. That, you know, mm-hmm. that experiment failed. That experiment. Know. That that experiment mm-hmm. failed she miserably. Got hurt. Mm-hmm. She got hurt. She got hurt. But get me out. She got hurt. I'm saying it's the same mm-hmm. thing. It's gonna be these two going back and forth for the for those tag team titles. We need new tag teams. Come on, you gotta get creative and push shit together. They do it for the men's. Do the same shit for the women's. That match overall, I give it the two shits and the toilet flush. By the way. Yes. Oh, Go ahead. Turn? Whip me a new one. 
Man, fuck y'all. Listen, listen, no, 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 no. It's my turn. Fuck y'all for those that said, oh, no, we don't want to see that. When motherfuckers sat there and rooted for the Rock and Sock connection. Get the fuck out of here. You shitting me? That was the dumbest thing ever. Oh. I don't want to hear it. Oh, shit. That was the fucking dumbest combination of, 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 listen, are you serious? The Rock and Sock connection? I thought that shit was a fucking joke, and every time oh, I heard oh, it, I shit. Up, okay? And I still want to oh. fuck up till this day. If you want to bring ratings, you got to mm-hmm. switch this shit up. Put these fucking women and these wrestlers to work. You never know what kind of chemistry, what kind Thank of history you. can be made. Oh. Why are you, why are people so, see, this is the problem that I have with oh. fucking, because y'all want to sit there and y'all want to stay with the norm and then add a little twist. Nobody in here is fucking visiting mm-hmm. Kennedy. Tell him. Okay? Leave that shit to the see now old bastard. <laughs> Let us be the people power. At the end of the day, if you want to team up Nia Jax with fucking Sasha Banks or switch that shit the fuck up, who gives a fuck? Let it work out. We gave every opportunity for the Rock and Sock Connection to do their fucking bullshit. I don't want to hear that shit. So it's it's not okay for the women to do right. it. It's okay for the men to do it. And I'm not being sexist. It's like, come on. They're all getting paid based upon what they bring to the table. So let's see what the fuck Thank we you. Do together. Thank you. Damn. You motherfuckers is on some dumb shit right now with this tag uh-huh. and shit, man. Get it together, motherfuckers. We're hurting. We need some luck. I need some more. Oh, and by the way, did y'all see my baby's cheeks on Sunday? When she got hit by the chair and it kept showing her oh, ass as she was knocked out. Oh man, me and Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, dude, just take over the damn floor. Hurry up. <laughs> I got kicked out in the group towards the end. But I, I just had to say, yeah, I saw the cheeks and I was like, God damn. One day, one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yo, Paul, Mr. Sacco. All right, um. <laughs> I'll, I'll get this match a three stars. It's, it's, and here's the reason why. It's just because it's the return of a team Who that up, no one has seen in a while. <laughs> but I can, I'll put like this. Who has... Who really is a good tag team to go against Bliss and Cross? I, I, I'm talking about tag team for women. And Oscar, There's only uh, one tag team out there, and that's the Iconics. Ain't Oscar and uh, sorry, sorry uh, what's her name? Kyrie. Chicks, Oscar and Kyrie? But I'll put like this. Now, oh, but, but, but Oscar right now is champion, so honestly, that's out the way. So let's really take a look at let's really take a look at all these tag team women. There's only one tag team out there, and that's the Iconics that can probably take over and have a good little rivalry with. But as Bliss and Cross, that's what's saying they need to start building more. A good thing, but, the same thing. They need to start building more women tag teams because it can't be the same. It can't. It can't be the same combination of women no, no, over, no, no. And over but, and over again. You but, already have the tag team titles, and then you already have two brand, two brand women belts. So you got to think about how but, the combination of matches could be if you try to his, do that. It's very level. It's very slim to none. 
But but up like this, we did that before. Take a look what happened. We saw a mix between what Na- Naomi and Camilla. You saw what you had to get retired. Um, Beth Phoenix and Natalia, Tamina and Nia Jax. Now now don't get me wrong. With all those tag teams, did not real good tag teams. You know why? You know why? Because they went at it like they were men and not women. You can't treat women like they're men. You got to look at them differently. You got to look at the potential differently. You get what I'm saying? But Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but even still, but now no, but they want to be treated as equals. That's a thing that Becky Lynch was saying a while back. I sat there and remember this. Becky Lynch who was, who was champion want to be an equal? Now you now remind you outside of outside of WWE, this is actual women that actually holds a male the male heavyweight championship, and that's Tessa Blanchard. Now in the WWE for tag team women, it's good to see that. But I like I like how it is going. On. Start off slow. Then let's see what happens later on. Bring back the iconic, see what they can do. The next, you know, slowly build, build up the tag team. What's Don't try to rush everything in. Nah. But right now, let's let's start let's start that right now. Nah. Have the iconics first. Then let's see what happens. I disagree with you on that one because there's there's no way you bring the iconics in, just give them, just throw them into the fire. Like you're saying it, it doesn't make any sense. But just like how you made an example about how they had Tamina and Nia Jax together and so on and so on. They did the same shit with the men, and and and, and look what's happening. The only difference is, is that they're women. Switch it up a little bit. And you saying that Oscar can't hold the t- can't hold two titles? How many how many times have you seen champions hold tag team or 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 United States or Intercontinental titles? It's been done. So why can't it be done in the women's division? Why can't it? No, no. My point is, knowing how WWE works right now, they will not allow it. Force it. Force it. That's the whole point. Force it. But, but take a look at it. Take a look. Who's running it? You got old ass Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon do not Tell want to see that happening. The only closest part that's happening was was Becky Lynch holding two belts. That was it. Oh, so is that the reason why he came and, that, and fucked her up? Like, oh, you want to call yourself the man and you're not the man? Is that the reason why? Because the fact that, that she was standing up. And then, what was equal? And then on top of that, you forget it's all about money. Becky, Becky had that money had that money value. Who else could actually bring that money value as having a tag team title? And hey, let hey, me know. Shut up. Last one, bros, end this shit now. And then we move <laughs> forward. All right. <laughs> All right, I'm one sentence apiece. One sentence apiece. It's true. One sentence apiece. Go. That's go. One sentence. Finish it. All, all I'm going to say is this give it a chance. Stop nipping shit in the bud before you know what could turn out. Because I actually think if you did give certain people uh, 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 the opportunity to hold two belts, it might bring in revenue. It might bring in more people to see, okay, shit, she's got the. The, that's the, way the, more. That's way more than one. You know, that's way more. That's way more than one sentence. That's like a almost like close to a paragraph. Dukes, <laughs> damn, says okay, Duke, Dukes, one sentence. Go. 
iconic championships. Let's go. Moving forward, cut the backstage. Charlie, shut up. Charlie interviews Rey Mysterio. My God, how the hell did he? How the hell did he survive? This is worth the reward. He landed six feet below onto another roof. Same thing for Alistair Black. Oh my God! He congrats all this. Seth Rollins interrupts Ray. Ray congratulates him on his new addition to the family. Seth just looks fucking terrible and walks away in anger, silence. And you, you see, see Ray, and then you see that Ray Mysterio looked at um Charlie and just said, "What a dick." That was a D. What the hell is that? <laughs> How the hell did these two survive? I know when these two got thrown off the roof and then they landed six feet onto another roof. I could have sworn Titan Towers don't have a second roof. Yes, they do. Well, go back and look at it. Well, if so, well, if so, they fooled me because it was dark and shit. So I didn't see that read that ledge part that probably everyone else was probably seeing. Um, the following segment afterwards, you got R Truth with novelty teeth in his mouth and calls a little pretty Ricky is back. This was the F, F, F. David Denzel Crockett for the failure of parents. F. Just retire this man. My God, just retire his man. Retire this man. Retire R2. He's done. He's over with. This, this confirmed it for me that he's absolutely finished. So this man is probably just keeping him around because he's his comedy act. And as I said, he's a fucking token. Disgusting. Six matches, six matches. Tonight. We got a six-man tag. MV, MVP, Shane Thorne, Brendan Vink versus um, Ricochet, <laughs> Alistair Black, and R2, <coughs> a.k.a. Pretty Ricky with the novelty teeth. My God. Six minutes of this bullshit. He gets his teeth knocked out and knocked out to the floor. But somehow, some way, our truth gets the win over MVP with the lie detector in the six minutes. Oh my god! Now, before I go on this tirade, Bobby Lashley comes out and he and he hits and he hits our truth with the spear. MVP will blows him and. Close eyes, so but we see this new partnership about to start brewing up between the two. So yes, it's a good direction for me for Lashley. But let me go back to Archery for a second. <sighs> Hold on, let me take a shot of this Hennessy and this Coca Cola real quick. Cause take a deep breath, bro. Take that deep breath. This ain't Kenny McMahon Jr. Whoever the fuck is running that bookie back there, please stop this. Stop demasculating. Do not demasculate this man. It's bad enough already. He... Brother, look. Stop it. Do not inflate him like this idiotic pozo clown that's in the WWE trying to make us laugh. Trying to make the kids laugh, and he can't make us laugh. I don't know if they, I don't know if people really watch that 24 Chronicle shit about, uh, about R2 that came out like a month and a half ago. I didn't watch that shit. Come on. Bogus. This is the same thing that he was doing when Armand Johnson was around. Me and him a laughing fucking clown, even though that he tried to build him up to be this mid card, but he couldn't hack it. So, so how they treated him miserably by poor booking decisions, similar to this shit right here. I know, I know. If you would have put Ross Simmons in that type of situation, he would have walked out on that comment a long fucking time ago. He would not accept that, even if he did. Thank God that you put him in the APA, and that's what saved his fucking career from moving forward. But this whole thing with African American and this stigma and this wrestling 
industry is what takes me off. And this is mostly an African-American-based podcast team that's recording this session right now. And this is the grain for me to even have to watch this. But more importantly, this whole thing with the whole MVP and Bobby Lashley thing, I thought Bobby Lashley should have came up before they even got in that whole thing. That This whole thing could have ended in a fucking DQ. Then it could have been Bobby Lashley solidifying, okay, I'm taking your side. Show me the way. And then you now you got a tag team, and now you got an independent mid-card to main event star that you can manage and that gets some TV time? You didn't execute it that way? Are you fucking kidding me? Paul Heyman, and, you know, and this was you really doing this shit? You're not inviting and this year's barbecue. You fucked up right there. Mm. You completely fucked up right there. And I hope I hope it prayed that wasn't his decision. I hope pray it was this. It was Vince's. I have every right to have this loaded shotgun straight up to his face. Why are you demasculating African American wrestlers? How come? How come we never seen them in the you know, in the spotlight to be in the face of a company? It's always been a chiseled white guy. The white I question this racism thing behind the scenes in WWE. This is why I'm not a this is why I'm not a wrestler myself. Paul, that backstage politics and shit. I would sue that for myself, and I probably would have got fired. And I wouldn't care. Degrading, disgusting, and ashamed. Two shits in the toy she flush. Diarrhea shits. Um, throwing up after this cup of alcohol that I'm still consuming in my system, along with marijuana and fat fucking fatty foods that I've been eating because of fucking quarantine shit that made me sick. This is like CM Punk back then finally cutting that um that work shoot promo. How Vince want to be the bully. Yeah, he's bullying African-American wrestlers. Look at the whole Liam Ruff situation. Oh, please. I don't care what no one got to fucking say. This is a mediocrity to my culture, to our culture. And it makes me fucking sick to my stomach. <coughs> We see African American integrated to other sports, including hockey, but not wrestling. Being the face, you fucking tell me that much. Tell me that much. I know your brother know that fucking answer. Fast as you were saying earlier that you was dreaming to be a wrestler, the certain days kicked in the way. Same thing too, probably for Deuce as well. I don't think Karu would ever be in that type of situation. But God knows if you were staying in that company or if you ever. Picture yourself in that scenario. Follow yourself five years down the in WWE. How would you picture your booking being wise? I want all y'all to think about this and come back to me later on and say what y'all individually would have thought. Don't say it here. I just want y'all to think about that. If y'all was really to progress into being a wrestler and you were dying in your dream in WWE, imagine your five years. How what currently the fuck's going on and that booking that would have probably put you in a bad situation. Talk and then talk to me later about it. Disgusting and ashamed at this. Not because of the win, but because I have the representative R truth and I'm not and I that's just why I haven't been a fan of him. Even with back then when they try to pair him and Rodar together. Back then, that's a 10, 11 year old, you know nothing about racism. Not like that yeah. back then. It almost came close to the whole crisscross theory. <laughs> and how that whole thing upstart and how they try to took that little gimmick and put it on them. Mm-hmm. It was disguising the whole racism part. 
I find that actually, I, I find that a shame. Like, I'm sorry. Just our truth sold himself. He sold himself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He sold himself. Uncle, Mister Uncle Jimmy, uh, Pretty Ricky, whatever the fuck other alter ego that he have, I'm dubbing him as a fucking failure. People may say that he's successful because he's on TV, he's making money and doing all this stuff to provide his family. Yes, but look at the role that he's doing. He really tell me why people leave WWE to go other places and get over because they don't see yourself being like that. Could you really accept yourself being this probably sad clown deep inside, but on TV screen you you got a smile on people's faces? I can't I can't think of myself in his shoes. Even with all the money in the world, my pride is more stronger than that. I'm sorry. Young blood go. I'm done. This match made me want to go get a ham sandwich because that was more entertaining than this match. I give my ham sandwich five stars because it was awesome. Toasted bread. Anyways, this match... (laughs) (laughs) You you see the importance of this match? It meant nothing to me. The sandwich had ratings, damn it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> and then when I came back <laughs> Bobby Lashley came and spared the shit out of our truth I'm like well I guess this match is over so I'm guessing yeah Um, first off unless I missed something I remember before the commercial break they did the same shit they did what last week they said up next Ricochet and Cedric Alexander in action, right? Now, unless I missed something, I probably did. I'm thinking it was a random-ass tag match or rematch to pick up their loss or whatever. Then I see this sixth man. I got hungry. I knew it was going to go to shit. Obviously, judging by what I'm hearing, it was. So, in that case, my sandwich has five stars and three pickles on top. The match, and the match, it was probably the shit I took right after that sandwich. So, um, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Karu, give it a negative five. Karu, just go. He gave it a negative five. Thinking at this podcast, I may do a Seven Eleven run. Um, got me for the little, <laughs> some snacks. Grab me a freezy. <laughs> so I'm like, after this. But to go back to what you said earlier, Deshaun, yo, you said everything was right about our truth. I don't know who. I was confused. I was like, wait a minute. Pretty Ricky? Like, are we talking about the group? Like, what the fuck? What was going on? That match was a mm-hmm. dud. Two shits in the toilet flush. Um, so I'm, I just want to say shout out 7-Eleven and I'll see you guys soon. Bats. Bro, as I'm sitting over here, oh you fucking my, bitch! My uh, mixed slushy watermelon and cherry. <laughs> um, all I'm saying, all I gotta say is this, right? I'm not going to say anything <laughs> bad, but this is fucking stupid. Okay, this is the dumbest shit I've ever fucking seen. 
if anything, I kind of have a feeling that maybe the despair, maybe Bobby Lashley is trying to spit out of fucking our truth to make him wake the fuck up. So then that way you can kind of have an all, like a, a brand new oh, nation, we are the nation of domination. Domination. Okay. And I kind of feel, I kind of feel like that's starting to brew. Not only on top of that, what was lingering in my mind, I don't know who it was that said it at the last podcast about how MVP coming back will try in some way. It would be nice to have Barbie Lashley, MVP, and Samoa Joe, how they did in, 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 in TNA. Okay, cool. But then if you can get someone the likes of R-Truth, Who's got that bipolar two two three seven eight nine multi multi personality to kind of add that spew to the group will be absolutely perfect because you got a force who could be champion, you got another one who could be intercontinental, and then you got one who can literally blend with all three to become tag team champion. But overall, I don't. I've I've been over the whole R Truth get up. I've been over that years ago. I fucking love that. Song. I just wish he changed his whole fucking what's up. You know, every time when every time when he every time when he does that, the first response I want to do is look at him, look at the screen. I'd be like, damn. And then I just have to sit there and just take it because he's got skills. It's just he needs to shut the fuck up. And that's just that's just where I don't I don't like it. I don't give this thing. You know what I give this this whole thing? This is what I give it. Next. The, the bus silence. Dukes. There you go. Next. Alright. I'll put this. Um I'm kind of mixed between this match. Tell you all the truth. It's just because one, I hate this match with a passion because of our truth. And two, it's sad to see that you had to put Ricochet and Cedric Alexander in this bullshit. And they're too talented enough to be to not be with it. With that stupidity of our truth, and Shiz, you said it correctly. I'm not disagreeing with you at all. We all like, I hated our truth when he was. Hell, I hated our truth when he was an Impact Wrestling. When he was a when he was a heavyweight champion. I hated when he was K Quick. I hated him when he was Ron Truth Killing K Quick. <laughs> I hated get rowdy. Now, now it's what's up. I hated that. Like this whole time, the whole time, time in my head, I'm sitting back here and was like, "Damn!" Only if I was there, could I just literally give him the sweet chin music one good time? Did move what? But 
the only the only thing that was the good part is is that Lashley came out. Lash Lashley came out and spared the fuck out of him. Thank you, Lashley. Thank you for beating the brace off of R2. Now I'll now I don't want to see R Truth MVP and Lashley. I want to see R I want to see MVP, Lashley, Ricochet, and Cedric Alexander together. That four alone will be probably the best dominant four that they ever will bring up. Just because of how athletic Cedric Alexander is and Ricochet is. With, with the force of Lashley, and with MVP guidance, Ooh. it's dangerous. It'll be dangerous and bold because because just because I will take I'll point this. I'd rather watch a Jinder Mahal match than watch this. Than watch that. We get a Jinder Mahal the following segment. Thank you for notifying <laughs> Charlie interviews Jinder Mahal backstage. And uh, he has been a long 10-month recovery, but he's happy for his friend Drew McIntyre on his journey to become a world champion. That he has a journey of his own to a new path and has to make it to the top to be where he rightfully belongs. Yeah. Wahabaraza gave me, it predicted me to give him a C plus. We'll see. That's 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 all I wrote down. We'll see. We'll see what happens with the booking. We'll see what happens and what he can bring to the table and what the circumstances look like within the next three months or four months or other Survivor Series. You might never fucking know. By the end of the year, we could see a little swerve. I don't know. That's why I wrote down. We'll see. Okay. We'll see. And y'all want to talk about this yes, crap, yes, but don't be taking do. too damn long. Yes, we do. Don't be, but hey, 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 hey. Don't be taking too damn long. Yo, yo. I got nothing. I wanted to listen that to this. Fucking I want to listen to this shit too. I said my piece. So that's all that matters. That fucking promo is one of the greatest promos Uh-oh. of all time. <laughs> next to the fucking rock, okay? <laughs> sat there and gave his best friend, Drew McIntyre, you know what? Shout out, he did it, right? And he said, you know, I'm going to do what I have to do. And I'm going to be a hero. I'm gonna be. I'm really going to be drinking to this. He said, I'm going to be a hero. You know, all the little kids out there that want to, you know, want to be a WWE superstar, look at that promo. Take notes. Take notes. That right here was the best promo of 2020 I've ever seen by Jinder Mahal. Yo, I'm, <laughs> yo, 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 I him so quick. When I, I never did the whole so thing, that like, promo, oh God, he's going to have a feeling my head was, <laughs> he's going to have a feeling about this. <laughs> yo, yo, all that thought about this was the return of three, <laughs> three and the, like, the other one still, the other one still, that was it. 
like no pull two two men. Oh no! But no, 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 no. Here's how you can do it. Just have him be like how he said was. How you want to challenge everybody and still get his ass kicked? That could be that could be gender. That was a good fucking. He could take over the role. He could take over the the Heath Slater role, or he could take over the role the old um Bo Dallas and say we can Bo leave and next show and still get his ass kicked. I'll I'll love that. I ain't ready for this. Anybody got anything else to say before we move forward? (laughs) Well, make it quick, man. Like I don't know why you be so damn silent. Just checking. No, because no, when people talk, you like, I too many people talking. Because y'all be talking overlapping each other. So, so I had to keep this Okay, so so I waited. So let, let me let me let me say what I gotta say because I waited for everybody Woosa. to get bullshit out right now. Okay. Let me just say let me just say this real quick. Popcorn ready and your drinks in your hand. This shit's about to be lit. First of all. Let's get one motherfucking thing straight. Okay, yeah, after a 10-month absence, who's could do? Hooray! Gender fucking Mahal is back in raw. Woo! Guess what? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about Jinder Mahal, okay? He's not become a champion throughout the course of this 2020. Listen, my deal, my bet still stands. Okay? <laughs> Mahal, okay? Then Rudy. Patootie and kiss. <laughs> and when he gets back in the ring, I hope he gets his ass handed to him so he can stand and be like, modern day Mazagan is going to kill me with big force. The next year, we see him in two weeks, he's going to be bigger than what the fuck he already was. Fuck out of here. So you got to bunk up twice just to win a fucking match, you fucking pansy with a big ass fucking turban on your head. Hope somebody broke, kicks your face off. It puts it in the same <laughs> bitch. I hate Jimmy Mahal. He needs to get out of his ass and have a damn. If you're going to do a promo, do the promo right, okay? All respects and shout out to his friends. But we all know that Drew McIntyre is going to whoop Jimmy Mahal's ass. So at the end of the day, I, I don't give a fuck. Say the fucking more. <laughs> the segment was um, a special sneak preak, or uh, a special look at um, Undertaker's last ride or something. Network, and we see I AJ isolate himself with back of popcorn about to watch it himself and cut through in another room. And cuts to backstage again. Charlie interviews Shayna Baszler. She don't give a flying. She don't give a damn about Becky's pregnancy. She opened her legs, but that's her own fault. The typical mediocre mom role and shit like that she tried to depict for her where Fia eating bonbons. Damn, I sound like fucking sound like Peggy from um Married with Children. <laughs> that's the first thing I thought about when she said that. So this is some sympathetic hate that's about to be going on brewing. So this is gonna be brewing for when she comes back later. Let's see what happens. So if I'm if my prediction is kind of correct, maybe later on down the line. When she's about to come back, Shane's gonna have the belt on her, and then boom, they're gonna start re they're gonna try to push that thing forward. Now that that now that the pregnancy is out the way, we go we get the full version of her. Dex, which measures the market Whoa. basket of goods. Market basket sponsoring us? <laughs> well, 
That's something else. Um, after the special look of the Undertaker um, last Friday segment, we see AJ pissed off because why? He put himself in that damn documentary in, in that special look. Sounds like a failure. He's pissed, upset. He leaves and angrily throws his popcorn, which leads up to the seventh match of the car, Ray Mysterio and Alistair Black. The two people that got thrown off the roof somehow survived, and they survived for the very next day. <laughs> Miraculous. Versus Seth Rollins and Murphy. Seth, Mar- Seth Rollins looks like he hasn't slept in 24, 48 hours. I brush his hair. He looks like he's stained. Look, he's stained because he's still affected by the Drew McIntyre loss at Money in the Bank, but also he's about to be a father himself. So all this is one, one two spot, two hit, two hit combo to the punch. That sounds like a Rosin Day special from Popeyes. Dead in the water, he just broke his spirit over the, the over everything that's happened and what's about to be transpiring. So this becomes a tool. Of, so this becomes a handicap match. Severus is unresponsive. Now, within eleven minutes, we see shades of an early rivalry going on in between Alistair Black and Murphy. I want to see that again. Like, please bring that shit back. I'm begging you guys. This three guy chemistry was cool. It was awesome. But the thing was. Why was Seth Rollins sweeping who swept Raven of Raven Series legs out me out as he was doing the 619? And he gets disqualified. I thought it was a tag team match. They didn't make like no special announcement that year. Yeah. This was like a handicap match, which I well, which is bullshit. So within 11 minutes, we get a DQ finish. I'm gonna give it a 2.5 because of the of the in reaction and what happens afterwards. Because the whole DQ really devalued this match. But the aftermath of it, I guess, kind of made it up for it to a certain extent. Now, finally, Seth Rollins snaps back into it. And he ruthlessly attacks Rey Mysterio. He throws um, he throws Alistair Black over, uh, over the barricade. But before he does that, he pokes Rey Mysterio in the eye. And then, as we see Rey try to save his own little life... Sad, sad for Ray. He has that Murphy who's trying to come to him. Stay back. Stay the hell back. Murphy obeys and somehow he forces Ray Mysterio's eye to the corner of the steel steps. Looks brutal. See a little blood spot on the steps and then him bleeding when he goes backstage. Um, we can see probably this being a real future ending injury for Ray Mysterio. If they're trying to write him off, I don't know what his contract situation is. Rumor has it that if he does stay, it's only because of Dominic. But if he does retire, he's going to pass his mask down to Dominic. So I I guess through, through because of tradition, it's susceptible. But I'm not going to argue with that tradition. But I feel like Dominic has his own identity and, and have his own mask and give like a certain tribute to his father and start doing it his own creative way, not doing the way that, that it's passed out of generation to generation, maybe. But I feel like he has to, he need to have his own identity when he's ready to come into the, the big leagues, the big wrestling company. And then he have his own identity, but still have that little branch out to his father. So he can't just be riding someone's coattails for too long. Let's hope and pray for that doesn't happen to him. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if anybody wants to say anything about that last part. <sighs> but overall, he snapped. Seth Rollins... Broken down Messiah, Jesus, dirty looking Jesus, snapped. 
maybe he's gone to that darker place. Let's see what happens. We see him slowly improving his role into his heel. So A minus for this last part. But the match itself was still like mediocre match two point five. Go young blood. So the match, I like the match. It, you know, I like the story that's told with Seth Rollins and his mindset, and that the fact that he's he's a father, he realizes. Holy shit. But other than that, jokes aside, um, also showing, like you said, a slow build to this character where he has no control for some reason. You know, like the lights are on, but no one's home. And this person don't know what the fuck shampoo is. You know, so it's crazy. And this match also, it just reminds me, I wouldn't mind another Aleister Black versus Murphy match. But, you know, it's crazy as I'm speaking about this match, I'd give this a negative five star. And here's the reason why. It was advertised as a tag match. Am I correct? Yes. So, mm-hmm. why, you know, and Deshaun just pointed it out. and It's, it's obvious to point out because I think everybody else is probably going to say the same thing. I didn't see nothing illegal happen. So why did Seth Rollins' team get disqualified? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I knew that everybody else, uh, you know, was going to bring this up. I knew Deshaun was going to bring this up. And I knew I was going to bring it up. And this is probably going to be the reason why that I'm going to say a good thing about this match. But the reason why I give it negative five stars is because what in the hell is the logic of a disqualification in a tag match where he didn't do nothing illegal? He was officially in the match. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he grabbed him or no, it's not like he punched him in the dick. It's not like he hit him with a chair or any type of foreign object. He prevented a 619. So when that happened and the bell rung, I'm like, the fuck happened? You know what I'm saying? It got me lost. What was the point? You know? But the stuff that happened after the match, I too give that a higher grade. I give that a I get I'll give that four stars because it shows another you know, another layer of Seth Rollins, you know, and I like the fact that when they showed little glimpse of his face walking up to the ramp and the red lighting, it's like the Messiah is being taken over by the devil, you know, so it's like there's a story there. Something happened in that match with him and Drew McIntyre, and it, it, it it's either that or he before the show, maybe he found out Becky was pregnant and this was just maybe it's not an act. <laughs> you know, but hey, I digress. So, I said what I said with those two piece chicken nuggets. Crew go. Don't tell me that you got the goddamn ice again. Oh my god, fats go. Okay, so I'm gonna give this match a. I'm going to give it a B plus. I'm going to give it a B plus because of the fact that between the three, um, I wasn't confused. I wasn't confused at all by Seth Rollins' um, actions. You can tell just from the match of WrestleMania that he did his best or he tried, quote, unquote, his best, and he still couldn't come out on top. And when you have someone that approaches – um, 
you know, multiple times and then continues to fail, this is what the outcome is. Okay. You have someone who quoted himself as the Monday Night Messiah and then tried to present himself in a way to where he thought just by talking or making common sense that you can thwart the mind and get a win. And obviously, you could see the look on his face when he walked in or when he walked down the ramp. Not only on top of that, he's about to be a father. So, as a, I don't know anybody else in here who has kids, I have children. And at the end of the day, that's Ooh. a look of what the fuck am I going to do and how the fuck can I make sure that we're good? Not only on top of that, like, how can I win the fucking belt? So all these shits was just looking on his face. It was just a stamp of just, like, loser, new dad, what the fuck? It's like, and then it was just before time, what I was, what I thought what was going to happen was that Buddy Murphy was going to slap him to make him wake the fuck up. But then Ray Mysterio hit him, and then when Ray Mysterio hit him, that was like the end-all, be-all. It was like he just, it was like that evil side of his conscience kicked in. It was like, motherfucker, you need to gain control, and you need to let this shit out. And as much as I love and respect Ray Mysterio, I like that kind of vibe. I like that. I miss that kind of violence. That I miss that aspect of I'm going to go crazy and I'm going to literally show you that I've had enough. And if he keeps this kind of attitude up, who's to say that he can't be champion soon or even before backlash? So it's like you, you, it's, it's to me, it's like the, the, the Monday Night Messiah is playing devil's advocate and he's trying to see which side works best. And I think he's, he's got, he's got enough to do both. But just that overall look, I know that look all too well. So for me, it was just like the match itself between Alice the Black, Ray Mysterio, and Buddy Murphy. I give that a, a a B plus. I like Buddy Murphy's style, and he can hang with two cats that literally, you know, are, are good at what they do. And for him to just do it on his own until the disqualification, beautiful. And I can't wait to see that that rivalry match between AB and and uh, Buddy Murphy. So that's where I'm at. Yo, you know what? The whole <clears throat> I I agree with with um, my cousin Fats over here. Um, I know that look. I had that look of, of Seth Rollins. The oh shit! I'm a, I'm about to be a daddy. Look. <laughs> um, but I like. What I'm seeing out of Seth Rollins as a great match, as a as a without the referee interfering, yeah. that would have been a good tag team match. With the referee calling the disqualification, ended it. And I like how with Ray hitting Seth Rollins, making him snap to know where he's at, and just be in straight attack mode and give that vicious heel mentality. 
That's what that's what I'd like to see. Now everything's playing into that to that whole Messiah that he's been portraying as. Like, all right, yeah, I'm a heel, but now I'm gonna kick now I'm about to be the vicious side of this Messiah lay hands on you. Even he told Buddy Murphy, like, yo, back away before you get these hands too. And next next year you know, I'm, I'm looking at him like, yo, when he did Rey Mysterio, this is why he might, this is this is why I keep saying to you earlier, I remember I said this, well, I think the prediction show of, um, of the whole Russell, of um, the Money in the Bank, when I sat there saying how Rey Mysterio is going to be thrown off, he's going to be ran off the TV for a while because of his contract. That's the best way to get him off of TV with that injury. Because mm. once you have him, once you have him out completely, it'll bring up more characters that he he could probably go after. And I do, and I want to see Seth Rollins versus versus the ah. Alistair Black and see what happens. That robbery should that robbery will be a good ass robbery. Even though y'all say Black and and Murphy, nah. I want to see Black versus Rollins. And let's see where it goes. For how long how long Seth is gonna stay. Because I know he might have to leave and tend to um his new baby that that's coming. But that's what I want to see for right now. You know, I give this one three stars. Well, Cole with going to commercial, come back for commercial, raise eyes, get looked at. Alistair Black is with him, check up on his partner. Murphy shows up trying to see Ray, trying to explain what what the hell happened. Alistair Black snaps on Murphy and the brawl and shoes around the medical facility. This is gonna be chapter two to the little rivalry, so B plus. Thank God they're trying to spread that off, and we're gonna see something between these two. Let's hope and pray this rivalry can build up the right way this time. Because the chapter one was short, was so short that we feel like we got jipped. Um, the following segment was a video segment of the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders in the gym is showing off their basketball skills. What the hell did I just watch in this? Why? <laughs> this was going to be a two-part segment, a two-on-two half-court. <laughs> oh, my God. And when, uh, what's his name? Dawson trying to check the ball? <laughs> no, what? What? I've always like... <laughs> Yo, and as they're whipping the ass, it's like, ha-ha, wow, like, we want to smoke? And then I guess one of the other ones is... One other I can raise is that smoke is not good for you. <laughs> what the fuck was this shit? Watch this is a half court shot. Finally, finally, we see the Viking Ray actually hit a shot, but the game's over 74 to 2. The 16 fucking fouls for the Viking Rays. Poor, poor them. B, it made me laugh, but um, it just made me laugh until when I found out later that this was all full of shit. I don't know if y'all want to talk about that. Nope. Okay. 
Well, that made me laugh. That's what a waste of fucking time. The misuse of black. This is why. Um, I'm sorry to say, but this is why. What the revival said that in that Jericho podcast. Why like WWE hate tag teams? This is what could they put them in crappy gimmicks, like crappy shit like that. Instead of like actually wrestling in the ring. But even if even if there wasn't a crowd, there's still great tag team matches without a crowd. And yet you put out two teams and you have a basketball game. Like they make they make it the they make it a tag team division look like a goddamn joke. And I'm and I'm sorry, but I'm sick and tired of that. Like I love tag team matches. I love give me a good tag team match. I will watch that for days. Like the best robbery the best robbery I ever seen was New Day versus Usos. For this modern era, back then it was what I remember watching the Steiners versus Harlem Heat, and this is what I'm seeing. You like you had the Viking Raiders playing basketball, going against Street Profits. Man, they really think everything's a joke, and nah, I'm sorry, this is this is not what it is. I hate, I hate that. Like, this is what I just don't like about them no more. Give me, just give me a match. Stop giving me this. All right, yo, we we gonna, all right, we gonna ride around and we 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 going to, we gonna play basketball. What's next? All right. Let's get some clubs and next you know we'll play golf. Let's have a painting. Let's have a paint off. Let's have a bake off. Let's have an eat off. Which one of these teams could actually are the better at? Stop it. No, let's cut the backstage. Chandler Bates is probably for a master. Natalia shows up against the father. Do you want to teach her? Teach Shayna Bates the manners of our motherhood, but. Shayna Baszler replies, like, you ain't a mother. How would you know about it? And when he died, the heart dies, he dies with you. C+. Plus. Coming back to backstage, coming from commercial break, back to the gym, Viking Reyes basically hustled them. I said, we're going to what the show what they're going to have to um, show off their ball skills. Whoa, that threw me off, that threw me off guard. Ivar, in the course of the cutout scene, Hits a hits a dunk. What the hell did I just watch this whole Viking Raiders and Montez Four shit? Like seriously, like what they, this two on two thing? Viking Raiders lose, but they hustle them saying that they can still beat them. Like this is ridiculous. Like you said, dudes, the tag team division needs a really extreme makeover because this is just by far ridiculous, disgusting, shame. Leading to the eighth match of the card, Shayna Baszler versus Natalia. And within six minutes, Shayna Baszler gets the win using the knee strikes to the face. 
two stars. So, mm. uh, I would say uh, I would rather watch that Natalia Shayna match than that basketball crap because I compare that to the Diva Dodgeball back in SummerSlam 2004. But nonetheless, um, <laughs> I guess it was a decent match between the two ladies. Um, of course, Shayna was a W. Um, I peeped the little hissy fit that Natalia had at the end. I can't lie, I, I laughed. Um, she knew she she knows she knows this is bullshit. She knows she got to go or go somewhere else. So I don't know if anybody agrees with that, but I doubt it. But um. To be fair, only because I feel like I legit feel like I redeemed myself after this basketball thing watching this. So I'll give this a solid two. Fast. I'm going to give this match. I'm going to give it a 2.5. Uh I get where Natalia was coming from, you know, sticking up the whole nine boom. Uh, you know, Shayna Baszler's gonna be Shayna Baszler regardless. Um it was an okay match in my eyes. Um it just yeah, and then just like, you know, get kneed in the face and then you get pinned and you throw a chancer in the ring. Should've known better. Uh get a veteran. Um, you're part of that 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 excellence of execution. So I mean, your 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 target should be dead on. And as a true Heart Foundation Bret Hart fan, you know I get pissed when you can see the opportunity, and Natalia always seems to drop the fucking ball. So shout out to Baisley for um, becoming the uh, queen of our hearts. Um, I give it a 2.5. Custer backstage. Charlie interviews King like Corbin. He addresses what's gonna ha- what happened at Money in the Bank. Both of them both of the motherfuckers got lucky. We throw we throwing off the roof. How McIntyre has been riding his coattails since the very beginning when he was on ride. He became king of the ring. We're gonna show him next week what he can do. See. Uh, custom back CG. I mean, coming back for commercial break, we're coming back to the arena, and Charlie is in the ring, introduces Edge, and is he's been gone for six weeks ever since WrestleMania 36. Cuts promo on the follow up. What's next for Edge? He's done with Randy Orton, and he's moving on. And what's challenges is going ahead of him next. So, Randy Orton interrupts and walks into the ring, congratulates Edge on his way, being the better man, and what the better man won, walks away. But Randy Orton is not seen to let this go. Can't let it go and refuse to let it go. Comes back, cuts another promo. The better man won, but the better wrestler didn't. Didn't take him nine years to get back on his feet. Now, the last Randy thinks that he don't have it in him anymore. He doesn't have that grit, that passion anymore, and won't and won't knock off the ring rush. So Randy lays down the gauntlet. He raises out the gauntlet on him. He challenges him now to backlash on the next pay per view. Um, to another match, one on one, the straight up wrestling match, as he called it. Um, Edge is uncertain. He started. He looked. He looked doubtful. Couldn't really answer. 
Ray Shout as a show ends and leaves us with this whole cliffhanger moment. What's going to happen next week? What could happen? What would be his decision? Would he say yes? Would he say no? We don't know. Um, A minus. A minus. That's a pretty sturdy promo to end the show off with. I guess you want to kind of continue this thing off. I guess it's necessary because there ain't no top stars right now that's going on. So you have to make those phone calls to try to see what available top superstars that you can be able to thrust into the main event for right now, and that'll be the structure until further notice. Um, straight up wrestling master, look, a straight up one on one, like in ring shape, six weeks. That a lot, a lot can happen in six weeks compared to what can be happening now and what can be happening in the summer where certain other states are not going to refuse to open up. So, um, we won't know until time will tell. But they made the right call on this to keep spraying this thing off. And this ain't over to, to the to the fat lady sings. Maybe we can actually see one of those vintage wrestling matches actually in the ring. Not this whole last minute that happened that at WrestleMania, which was mixed reviewed. But the whole concept itself is only acceptable because of what's happening in the industry and what's happening in that company, particularly right now. Another last thing I know that's to say, of course, Edge is giving a passionate promo and he sold it like he's so undecisive. Maybe I can't do it. Maybe I only have one left in me. But we all know he still wants dream matches with certain current superstars. So obviously we're going to see him do a lot more matches and this would be another tune-up for him to get him back into more consecutive in-ring shape, especially for his age and his um, neck issues and injuries in history. I just wish you nothing but the best. Young blood go. Um, I totally agree with that one. Um <clears throat> I would also uh give it the same grade. It was a very uh depending on who you are, some would take it differently, powerful way, you know, to end it, you know. Um of course, I kind of had a feeling that by the end of the show that there was going to be some sort of a challenge, you know. And uh, I will say, especially learning, you know, about professional wrestling and injuries and kayfabe and true friendship. I know Edge and Randy Orton, I know they're close, you know, outside the ring. And it was always a thing where if a person was out of action for so many years, they confide in the one that they trust and that is still active. Case in point, just like when Shawn Michaels came back with Triple H, you know, if you're not too sure if he still got it, go to the one that's still active that you are close with, that you can confide in, that you can trust, and that can take you into a lengthy wrestling match. So I think the challenge for a wrestling match from Randy Orton to Edge, it's the true test for Edge to see if he can still go in a match that wasn't a Royal Rumble, that's not a last man standing, that is a straight-up wrestling match, one fall to a finish. And I know back in the day, you know, these two in the ring, one-on-one, they tore the fucking house down. Now, in a wrestling match, let's see how it goes with, you know, with these two in their current time, you know? compared to back then to now, despite the fact that Edge has been out the ring, it doesn't take the fact that they're more experienced than they were in their prime. 
you know. So this should be interesting. Um, we all know what the you know the eventual answer is going to be, despite the cliffhanger. So uh, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Honestly, good way to close the show. I'm gonna make this short and sweet. I'm gonna give it a rated R superstar versus the legend killer and RKO. Classic match. Can't go wrong. Promo was sweet. The interruption was sweet. It was respectful. It was straight to the point. Oops. And I hope it accepts the challenge. And we'll have a good match at the pay-per-view. And that's it. Uh I'm gonna I'm giving this a four point five. And it's two great wrestlers, two legendary wrestlers. Um, the chemistry, everything is all that it should be. Their promo was great. This is something that that you're supposed to have. That's how that's how a promo is so for to get to a match to accept the match and things like that. And and the look on Edge's face and the look of concern that right there is something that that, motiv- that motivates me to know that like wow do Edge really do Edge have it if he can't if if he don't believe in himself how can we and I believe that match is still going to happen and we're going to see the best out of both of these two wrestlers. Oh, man. I want to see that now. And that's the end of Monday Night Raw. It's just, that's the end of Monday Night Raw. Of course, we're going to play the quick game Ride. before we get off here. We're going to play um fancy booking game, pick and choose a segment, and make the change and explain why. Um, Yeah, but y'all can go first. I'll go last on this one because I have no idea. <laughs> Um, I would cancel the Street Profits Viking basketball shit. That is gone. Never being brought up again. Burn that part of the script up. Um, honestly, what would I put in its place? I would rather have some promo that represents the both of them talking shit and that they want to re and that the Street Profits want to rematch. Blah 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 blah. Tag titles. Yeah, Roar and Ra- War Raiders yelling in the back, red room smoke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gonna take the yeah. That's better than the basketball shit. Just let them do that. Facts. Okay, that's all. Um, cut out the basketball bullshit. Eliminate that all true shit out of that tag team match, and um. This is more of an observation than just a finish. Is it me? Or does, the pregnancy butt? Does Becky Lynch have an ass now? Because hmm? she... Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. It kind of nice when she's walking down the stage. I was like, oh, shit, she got an ass? Yeah, she does. I didn't know that. She got a little dookie back there. She got a little like, dookie okay. bacon, though. <laughs> she, she about to be a nice little little milk cake when she come back. That's all I got to say. I just wanted to, you know, give props to the to 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 the lynch ass. Um, I think we all agree. Get rid of the basketball. Um, uh, the R truth. 
I'd rather get rid of. You know what? I want to get rid of the 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 Baszler versus Natalia and change it to Baszler versus Kyrie Saint. So that way it can probably start a little rivalry between Baszler and Oscar. Because that could be ba- that could be Oscar's first opponent for the belt. Right. And um for me, get rid of that whole basketball shit. That shit was whack, garbage, puny, disgusting, disgraceful, the shame. My God. They should have had an actual one on one if he was actually trying to execute it the right way. At least actually play the fucking game. Not trying to waste it 74 to 2, then all of a sudden you guys want to play where you got actually lost. That, def- that, that defeats the whole damn purpose. Disgusting. That's the end of the damn show. Thank you, boys, for taking the opportunity, even to this damn technical difficulties of recording this show. Um, y'all yeah, know the viewers, thank you guys. Thank you for the listeners. Thank you for spreading our stuff. We're everywhere. Anchor Podcast, Google Podcast, Radio uh, Radio Public Podcast, Radio Podcast, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Check us out everywhere. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Off the Top Road Podcast. Look us up. Follow us everywhere. Boys, y'all got any plugins y'all want to do before we go? AKA, I can't really say fuck Anchor because they're providing us the platform, but you guys need a lot of work on you guys' app, period. <laughs> But shall see y'all anyway. Uh, sorry, since I gotta go. Um, y'all know me. Y'all catching me on my gamer channel, building and all that shit as well. Um, catch me on that app, Clutch, www.clutch.win, Youngblood08, 214, press play. That's Anybody else place. got any shouts before you go? Yeah, shout out to uh, Anchor for allowing us to uh, use the platform to speak our mind freely. Um, and all those that are listening and following, shout out to the crew for their insight and their opinions. Without y'all, this would not be possible. And also, keep a lookout for your boy. My name's Paul Jones, man, and I'm also a musician on the side, so I've been working on some music. So, uh, at the end of the day, if you're bored and you need some uplifting, boy, go on my Facebook. You feel me? You dig? Alright, alright. Shout out to all this weed and hoes. Um, Shout out to Shane McMahon and his his Jordans are I'm kind of rocking right now. Shout out to RVD, his wife, his girlfriend. Um, yo, we all make this happen. Yeah, I like thank y'all. Like, like it's I like to give shout out to y'all. You feel me? Cause like without without y'all, I really this would not be a pure platform for me to actually. Sit here and speak my mind, you feel me? So it's kind of a good thing to know that we have we are the outlet to the hood because not enough people that you know from the hood to actually sit here and just talk about 
rustling, things like that. So shout out to y'all. And and on top of that, I'm about to go Godfather real quick and roll and smoke all his bombs. Yeah, I heard it here, so, folks. On next I'm episode, where we we be documenting and analyzing the dark side of the ring of the Road Warriors, Hawking Animal, the Legion of Doom, and the dark side of the dark side of the ring. Boy, we almost can't wait. We're so close to Owen Hearts. We can't wait for that one, especially me. I can't wait for that one. So, um, until then, do the COVID nineteen situation. Stay mm. six feet away from people. Wear the face mask. Wear the gloves. Hand si- hand sanitize some hands. Wash your hands. Wash your ass. Eat healthy. Love each other. Support one another. Support a neighbor. Support a friend. Support a dog. Support the cat. I don't care. Support something. Stop being so damn reckless. Nonetheless, as one of the TV talk show hosts was told me, was told you, was told million people worldwide back in the day <laughs> on the old school black boxes. Take care of yourself and each other. <laughs>